Bubba, start cleaning those tires up. Don't drain this time. Remember, they fan out down there to protect that bottom. Those Sunday drive. All right, boss man. Face cars off. Be ready. Right, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Thank you so much for listening to us on the radio this morning. Uh, TV's broken. We broke TV. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be back soon. But uh, in the meantime, you can listen to us on the radio or on uh, WSICFM.com or on Facebook Live as well. Uh, if you go to the WSIC Facebook page, we're there. Hello and good morning. Uh, I'm Randy Miller. Tom Baker is sitting over in the Silliman seat this morning on the uh, Strutmasters.com hotline this morning. We're going to have Christian Eckes from the uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports team, driver of the number 18 Safe Flight Toyota Tundra. Um, I'm sure he's ready to get back at it, and uh, so he'll join us to talk to us about what he's been doing to uh, kind of keep things uh, you know, going uh, in his personal life as we uh, get ready to go back racing in just a little bit. We'll talk about that because obviously that's what everybody wants to know is when do we get racing again, and uh, it's uh, T-minus about 10 days uh, before we get racing again, and we'll talk about that in the show as well. A little bit of, uh, I, I say breaking news, if, if you're a video game fan, you're going to love the news that came out this morning. 704 Games announced that they are creating NASCAR Heat 5. Uh, NASCAR Heat 5 is the latest uh, incarnation of the NASCAR Heat series of video games from X for Xbox and PlayStation 4. It will be released on uh, July the 10th. Chase Elliott is the cover athlete, um, which is no surprise. He's the most popular driver in the sport right now. Um, the game will include basically just updated inf- updated information uh, leading into this season uh, before we stopped due to the coronavirus. Um, it'll have the updated schedule on it as well as updated teams and uh, rosters and paint schemes and things like that. You will not only have to run Charlotte and Darlington. It is not the actual schedule that's coming out now. It's the schedule that was created before we started. So um, 38 tracks, uh, you know, career mode and all this, the same stuff basically that the other game had. So if you're a video game fan, that's an exciting news there. What we came here to talk about is NASCAR's return, May 17th, which is a week from, two weeks from this past Sunday, a week from this coming Sunday. Um, we will be uh, talking about that uh, coming up in the show. A lot of information, a lot of things that, that need to be broken down in terms of you know, where they're going to go and uh, safety protocols and things like that. So we'll break all that information down for you as well. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the, I, the iRacing Pro, si- Pro Division, Pro Invitational Series, I was trying to think of the name of it, uh, that uh, will conclude its season on Saturday. The Sunday's race was uh, Dover, uh, a very interesting race. It, it seems like every week these races get more and more interesting. I kind of don't want to see it end now because it's so entertaining <laughs> that I, I want it to keep going, but uh, you know, all good things must come to an end and I'd rather see real racing instead. Well, me too. Um, it's going to end with a flurry, though. Yes. Uh, this Saturday, special time, 3 p.m. Eastern, from virtual North Wilkesboro. Yes. Who would have ever thought that North Wilkesboro would host a virtual race before they ever hosted Hosted the next real one. But it it, it really becomes fitting because Mm -hmm. it would just be so much to rebuild that place. And and, uh, not to say that we would like to see it happen, but um, Dale Jr. led a a large group of people who volunteered their time to go and sort of clean the track up so that it could be scanned. And it's not available to the public yet. But um, there w- the Pro Invitational Series Championship for the NASCAR Cup iRacers will be Saturday at North Wilkesboro. Um, and that's going to be just a bunch of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I love the iRacing deal. Um, 
you know, I, I it kind of irritates me. People call it cartoon racing or whatever. It's just that's just dumb. Um, it's not supposed to be real racing. It was supposed to be entertainment in a way to connect with the fans while we were uh, on house arrest. And it's uh, I think it's done exactly that. Sure. And, uh, you know, I think it kind of got uh, co-opt in a sense because now everybody and their brother has their own iRacing league or series so there's 10,000 of them um, to follow. yeah uh, and and it's just impossible to, to try and keep up with it all but uh, I thought the NASCAR deal was fun and Saturday is going to be a great way to conclude and, and then we'll I, I mean I'd love to see it, um, it probably won't happen but I'd love to see it be an off season thing yeah. where we do five or six of these things in the off season but I, I suppose in December and January with the holidays and everything uh, everybody's got other priorities right, so it probably right, won't exactly. happen <laughs> uh, also the uh, FS1 is going to host the, they've been doing a Wednesday night uh, extravaganza with different types of cars they've had IROC cars and they've had midgets and they've had uh, modified the chili bowl they're actually going to i guess recreate the chili bowl on wednesday night uh for their their finale uh yeah. on fs1 so that'd be cool uh i've seen christopher bell has been on twitter and, and social media all week trying to get you know all and then briscoe and everybody landing just ran castle. landing castle yeah. and a bunch of the guys that have been in the uh in the chili bowl running the actual chili bowl to come and run the, the virtual chili bowl on wednesday so if you've never seen the chili bowl live in action and you want to kind of see what it's like Tune into FS1 on Wednesday. It's going to be a really cool event that they're going to put on uh, for their finale. And then, uh, as Tom mentioned, well, North Wilkesboro will be the iRacing Invitational Series finale, um, which, as he mentioned, is a track that is not available on iRacing yet. So it's it's something that that's going to be a, a part of the iRacing brand at some point, you know, down the road. But this exactly. is the first the first live look at what the track is going to look like rendered through iRacing. So it'll be really cool um, to see that as well. And then a little bit of tidbit information. If you watched the race on Sunday, you heard when they were, I guess when they announced that they were going to run North Wilkesboro for the finale, Jeff Gordon got real giddy and he was like, you know, I, I was the last person to win at North Wilkesboro. So I, I think I want to get in on that. So look for Gordon to possibly be in the field on Sunday too, or on Saturday um, for, for the finale. That'd be kind of cool too. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, Regan Smith uh, was the featured driver on Sunday in place of Clint Boyer. I'm not sure if Clint just uh, wanted a week off or, of course, they had the whole, you know, deal where they showed the picture of the sim with all the beer empty beer cans around it from the night before um so you know not sure but it would be nice to have jeff and regan because the two of them are like two kids in a candy store yes with that clint clint is and clint's very entertaining um but but clint actually tries to take it more seriously i think than either of those other two guys i think they both want to take it seriously but they just have this sort of um youthful exuberance about it and and it really makes it interesting when Mm -hmm. they're in the they're in the uh, on so uh we'll see who they get this weekend yeah uh we are gonna step aside and take a break when we come back we will have christian eckes on the strutmasters.com hotline stick around we'll be right back more of the inside pass on wsic This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where North Charlotte turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Financial stuff, it's so confusing. Where do you even start? With a trusted partner who knows the options and can understand your individual needs. That partner is Joshua Doby from the North Main Financial Group in Cornelius and host of North Main Financial, Saturdays at noon on WSIC. Hello, this is Joshua Doby, and I'm excited to share financial education while securing your financial 
financial future. Whether it's stocks, bonds, life insurance, partnerships, or anything else, we're here to help. Join me Saturdays at noon and visit us at NorthMainFinancial.com. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. Watch out for some scattered showers and storms this evening. Low tonight drops down to about 53. The rain will come to an end. And for tomorrow, it's going to be a dry but cooler day, partly sunny and 65. Touch warmer Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 66. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. You could stop at one of those hip coffee places, fork over five bucks, and get enough to fuel you through about 8.30. Or you can stop at Cat's Patch in Troutman for their all-new line of Cat Daddy coffees. Enjoy frappes, mochas, or just a great cup of joe. All at a great price. Cat's Patch is still the number one spot for the very best barbecue, hot dogs, fries, and tenders. Plus, try their all-new burgers. Call ahead or dine in. 629 North Main and Troutman, 704-528-6669, 704-528-6669. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. Attention SSI recipients. If you did not file a tax return last year and have children under 17, you must act now to get the $500 economic impact payment per child. If you do not act by May 5th, you must wait until next year to get those payments. Go to irs.gov and enter your information in the non-filer tool by May 5th. That's irs.gov. This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Before you throw away those unused medicines, stop. There are better ways to dispose of your unused meds, to protect the ones you love. To find a medicine disposal site near you, visit www.safe.pharmacy. A public service message from the National Association of Boards of Pharmacy. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Speaking of Chase Elliott, welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Tom Baker, Randy Miller with you. And let's uh, go straight to the Strutmasters.com hotline and talk to uh, one of the fastest rising drivers in the NASCAR series. He is the driver of the number 18 Safe Flight Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports. We welcome Christian Eckes to the Inside Pass. Good morning, Christian, and thank you so much for taking some time out to join us this morning. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. So, uh, obviously, I know you're raring to get back at it and get back on the racetrack and get going again, but uh, for all of your fans out there, what have you been doing to kind of, you know, kind of laying low during this quarantine or, or as house arrest, as uh, Tom Baker likes to say? Yeah. Yeah, not much, man. Um, I've been eye racing here and there, watching a lot of movies, uh, working out here and there, but, yeah, there's there's not much to do at this time. Talk a little bit about your uh, opening part of your season, albeit short that it was, uh, and kind of bring everybody back up to date on uh, how you started the 2020 season for KBM. I know that uh, being able to run for Kyle is uh, a great honor for you uh, and a full-time opportunity this year. So uh, get us up to date from Daytona forward. Yeah, it was definitely a struggle the first two races um, and just some bad luck and misfortunes that uh that took away the finishes that we deserve but you know at the same time there was a lot of positives to look at 
Uh, you know, I felt like we had two race-winning trucks. Uh, I mean, Vegas, you know, Kyle was there, so it made it a little bit tough. But besides him, uh, you know, I felt like we had the fastest truck. So, um, you know, there's a lot to look forward to when we get back. And, you know, obviously it kind of sucks sitting here, you know, three-month break uh, with that bad of finishes to start the year. But at the same time, uh, my team's really hopeful and ready to get back and then, you know, kind of fix that. Well, it almost seems like it's time to hit a reset button for you and uh, just put all that behind you and start fresh at Charlotte, hopefully with a really strong run and maybe a victory to uh, kind of restart your season a little bit in a more positive way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, that's really what we've used this past three months to, to try to get better at, um, you know, really just improve our team, improve, you know, what I've done. Uh, you know, it is. Like you said, it's a reset button, and it was kind of much needed after the first two. And uh, you know, I felt like we were going to get it back on track in Atlanta, and obviously, you know, we had the the coronavirus that yeah took that away. But you know, in the same aspect, we were able to get even better because of it. So, give us a little bit of insight as to what you guys are going to be going through. You guys are going to hit the racetrack at, at Charlotte without any practice, no qualifying, nothing. Just kind of unload and you know go go to town. How does that change your mindset going into it? Because you guys are used to the the you know the continuous you know practice and qualifying and practice and you know racing and stuff. And that's, now it's just kind of you know unload and go. How does that change your mindset going into Charlotte? Yeah, so I ran Charlotte one time before. I guess I tested as well, uh, both for the Arca car, but. Um, you know, I have a little bit of experience there, but, you know, at the same time, it's going to be uh, my first laps going straight on the racetrack for the race. And, you know, it's nerve-wracking, but at the same time, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited for it. Honestly, I, I feel like, you know, my team is in the best scenario to take advantage of this. And you know, we've, we've ran really well at Charlotte. Uh, Kyle won in our truck last year and um, with Rudy as the crew chief. So uh, we definitely have a lot of notes to go over, and you know, hopefully we just have a good showing. How how do you actually prepare? I mean, a lot of folks are telling us um, we're spending an awful lot of time on iRacing because we can't get into the manufacturer sims. But, um, I mean, how can you sort of do your homework other than maybe relying on those notes and, and you know, perhaps watching some past video of races there? Um, what are you doing to prepare? Because obviously that's going to be quite different for you guys to just show up and race and not have that practice and, and qualifying to um, to kind of help you to get set up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, the CRD simulators are, are starting to back up uh, on a part-time oh, basis. So, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll have that. You know, that's been instrumental in my career so far. So i uh, really looking forward to getting back in there. Love CRD guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, iRacing has been a huge tool for all of us. So. You know, it's not as realistic as, as the big money uh, simulators, but in the same aspect, uh, you can still make moves and, and really, you know, kind of hone in your skills a little bit, get ready for the real thing. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely been some uh, tools coming up, and hopefully it can help me uh, when I first start at Charlotte. So let's talk about the pressure situation for a little bit, because I know going back to the last year, you know, you won the ARCA championship after being out for four or five races, being, you know, really, really, really sick, um, and going back and winning the championship and then getting the opportunity to run full-time this year for KBM. Last year, the KBM team 
wasn't I don't feel like as strong as they were in years past. And it, you know, it could be team, it could be drivers, who knows? But I mean, you you Kyle went out and got you got uh, Rafael Lazard to come in and, and kind of rejuvenate the whole entire organization and, and kind of go out there and prove that KBM is a dominant force in the truck series. Do you feel that pressure from from Kyle at all and, and him going and saying, you know, last year was a bad year, we need to get off on the right foot and we need to get some wins and, and get both of, both you and Rafael both into the playoffs this year? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it kind of comes with the job, and you know, I feel like I've handled pressure pretty well in the past. But you know, it's kind of a whole another animal. You know, it's, uh, it's in the top three series, and uh, you know, I've, I've taken on this challenge, and, and I'm really enjoying it so far. But like you said, man, I mean, KBM trucks are the fastest, and um, you know, I feel like we've shown that so far. It's just that that little extra that I need to put it together because the truck series is really, really challenging this year. There's a lot of good trucks, and. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun time, and, and I'm really up for the challenge to think that we can succeed at it. Christian, when you look at the situation in the truck series, you talk about how competitive it is. It seems like, to me, uh, this year is even more uh, deep, if you will, with competitive yeah. trucks than it's been in the past. And yet, as you mentioned, um, it seems like KBM has come out of the box very fast. You had two trucks that could win each of those races to open the season, but just didn't have the results to show for them. What do you think that it's going to take for you to, to kind of get over that hump and, um, and and still have a chance to run for the championship here? Because I think um, I can speak for both Randy and I when I say we definitely have the faith in you to go out and win that title. It's just uh, a matter of making performance turn into results. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, this is such a per performance and, you know, momentum kind of sport that I really just think that we need to start stringing some finish together. Like I said, we have the speed to go do it, go win races. Uh, you know, it's really just about putting everything together. You know, I think at Vegas, I had a bad restart, and that took us out of a top-two finish, and, and we ended up getting put in the wall because of it. You know, Daytona, I think I had a pit road penalty or something something stupid like that, and, you know, that put us behind, and we ended up getting into a wreck, and you know, there's just little things here and there that we can improve. Um, you know, it's definitely when it's hard to win when Kyle Busch is there, but at the same yeah. time, uh, we we got to do our best to try to do that. You know, I feel like we have a team, and, and I feel like I can do it done to you know be able to do that. We just got to put it all together and uh, have to see what happens. So uh, I, I know, as far as we understand, that the bounty is still out there for the first uh, the first uh, truck series regular that can beat your boss uh, Kyle Busch on the racetrack. Is that are you in the back of your mind secretly hoping that that money becomes yours at some point in time during the season that if you can go out there and whip up on your boss a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not so much about the money. I just I feel like that'd be pretty cool to, to go out there and, and win a truck series race in general. But uh, you know, if you beat Kyle Busch, I think this is like his, I don't even know how many great truck series win and you know you watch film on him and he's just so damn good in the truck that uh you know it, it's tough it, it's going to be tough and you know with uh, danny stockman leading that team it, it's been pretty uh pretty solid so far and uh, yeah it, it's definitely gonna take a lot of hard work i feel like we're up to the challenge I think that shows you how tough it is to, to beat Kyle Busch because, like, you know, Christian said, you can look at the tape over and over again and, you yeah. know, you can't figure it out. He's in the shop. Like, he's physically seeing the yeah, car and the truck being sure. put together and still can't figure out how it's so fast. Well, and yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy now. See, I think that's that's what makes Kyle so good, though, yeah. is that Kyle, it's not just that he gets in and drives him. He, right. he wants him built a certain way. He wants him set up a certain way. He yeah. knows he knows the vehicles inside and out and Christian, that's gotta be a great lesson for you guys as, 
you know, his drivers to, to be able to, to realize how important it is to know the setups inside and out and be able to have more and more input into what you need in order to be fast. Because as you say, it's the little things now in a series like the truck series that make the difference and the better you are at feedback, obviously the better the, the performance is going to be, which increases your chance at a win. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so Vegas was my first race and running there. And, you know, just to hear him talk after practice and have so much detail about each and every run, you know, just kind of really put it in perspective of what you need to do to win at this level. And, um, yeah, you know, it's definitely a, a huge benefit to have him there. You know, kind of have the, the feedback on it because all of our trucks are mostly the same. So, uh, you know, pretty much whatever he's feeling, yeah, I probably have the same feeling as well. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a huge tool for that. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to the rest of the races when he's there for that reason. It's obviously good to have somebody like Kyle Busch to lean on, you know, in, in times where, like going to Vegas when you, you a track you've never been to. But your teammate also, uh, Rafael Asardi, is kind of still kind of new and green at this whole thing, too. And you actually have, yeah. I think, a little bit more experience than he does. How much does he lean on you? And I guess you guys lean on each other uh, for notes and, you know, just kind of talking through things when you guys are out there practicing and qualifying and getting ready for a race. Yeah, so he asked me a bunch of questions before Vegas uh, as well as asking Kyle because uh, that was his first mile and a half in a truck. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a learning curve for him. Uh, I ran, I think, 12 races before I started this year. Uh, and then I had all the ARCA experience in a mile and a half and super speedways and stuff like that, but he didn't have any of that. I think uh, the biggest track he ran was Dover or something like that. So, uh, you know, it's been a little bit of a learning curve for him, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like he's done a really good job. And, um, you know, he's, he's been helpful as far as... Uh, you know, kind of the feedback aspect of it as well and, and trying to get our trucks better. Uh, I feel like that'll just improve more and more as the year goes on. When you look ahead uh, at kind of what's going on here, obviously uh, Charlotte opens for you and you don't really know for sure, uh, at least as as of what we know as media, you don't really know for sure where uh, next you're going, but it does seem like uh, certain areas like uh, Virginia, for example, or Kentucky that maybe weren't a possibility uh, when all of this talk started a few weeks ago now are a possibility for, you know, the next uh, few weeks down the road. So uh, when you look ahead, how do you kind of prepare past Charlotte when you're not exactly sure where the schedule is going to take you? What does that do to your kind of daily preparation uh, as a driver? Yeah, you know, it was honestly kind of a relief to uh, to finally know where we're heading next, you know, especially after two, three months. I mean, you're, you're trying to get ready for, for so many races at one time because you really don't know what's coming next. And uh, you know, I felt like Charlotte was was an optimistic goal or a realistic goal, really, yep. um, for our return. So, you know, we worked pretty hard on that one. But, you know, in the same aspect, we're pretty much ready for everything. Uh, you know, the team has been working really hard, uh, you know, of course, is on a part-time basis with, the regulations and stuff and um you know all of our trucks are pretty much ready and, and ready to go i think there's only a couple trucks that that aren't finished so we're really prepared for everything um that we can do and uh yeah we'll just have to see how the schedule uh, turns out but at the same time we'll be ready for it i know you were ready to get back out on the racetrack but who helps you make make all this happen uh you know sponsors and then the like yeah you know obviously take that autoglass with really stepped up big this year uh you know it's something that i was looking forward to from from about mid last year 
uh, you know, kind of when that deal started coming through. And, uh, you know, finally it beat in the top three series of NASCAR. After, uh, you know, how hard I've worked and stuff like that to get here, it uh, definitely was, was awesome for them to do that. You know, obviously all of uh, Toyota Racing and their sponsors like JBL, Mobile One, uh, Craftsman, I by Power, just really everybody that helps them as well. And yeah, there's I, I so many great supporters behind me. Hopefully I can uh, go show them something here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I think I, I I don't necessarily speak for Tom, but I know when when we started talking about the preseason for for trucks this year, I, I think you were probably most of our picks, early picks at least to you know make it to the final four, if not yes. win the championship. So, um, yeah. hope good luck with all of your success, and uh, I know you're ready to get back after it. So good luck at Charlotte and wherever the truck series takes us uh, after that. But uh, good luck for the rest of the season, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Christian Eckes, everyone, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side with more of the Inside Pass on WSIC. When you get in your car this afternoon, tune to News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, and get the latest breaking news and weather for your commute. Headlines for North Ardell and the region. Here's WSIC News. You've turned in to hear local news, and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345. 704-872-6345. Thanks for tuning in for local news with WSIC. I'm Margaret Beveridge. As a result of the COVID-19 impact, the Parkdale Mills plant in Salisbury closed on April 20th, according to a WARN notice filed with the state. A WARN notice, which stands for Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification, is required to be filed when a company announces plans to either close a facility or conduct a mass personnel layoff. Kroger is donating 200,000 gallons of milk to food banks amid the coronavirus crisis. America's largest supermarket chain said it will direct the surplus milk to Feeding America food banks and community organizations through the end of August. It's good news for both dairy farmers and families in need. With businesses such as restaurants and hotels forced to close during the pandemic, the milk would have likely spoiled. WSIC is working around the clock to help keep you informed, so visit WSICFM.com as well as our Facebook page and stay tuned right here for more. Randy Marion's the king of price. Go check out the great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles. Whatever your needs are, Randy Marion Ford of Statesville's got you covered. Go see him today. You'll be glad you did. Randy Marion Ford, I-77, exit 49D. Visit RandyMarionFord.com. There's a problem with coffee today. We throw it in our shopping carts and just drink it out of habit. Transform your coffee experience with Black Powder Coffee, roasted right here in Mooresville. Black Powder Coffee gives you a prime-roasted craft blend at a reasonable price. Depending on the bean, you'll taste subtle notes of vanilla, berries, and chocolates with a smooth finish. Pick up Black Powder Coffee at Harris Teeter, Ingalls, Publix, La Fresca, The Coffee Lodge, or Lowry Drug. When you're in Mooresville, stop by the roastery, 256 Raceway Drive, blackpowdercoffee.com. The Bible tells us we are to be salt and light to the world around us. But how exactly do we do that? This is Pastor Randy Mitchell inviting you to join us for Salt and Light. We answer that question and discuss the real issues facing our culture today. Join us Thursdays at 11. Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin from the Mental Fitness Matters Show. Join me and Patrick Reynolds, the host of Speedway Report, as we discuss the mindset of drivers and how you transition from normal day-to-day to high-speed racing. Thursday morning, 8.30, right here on News Talk WSIC. Get the latest local headlines anytime at WSICFM.com.
Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Uh, Tom Maker and Randy Miller back with you. I don't know why I flipped it all of a sudden. I, I usually say me, then you, and lately That's, I've been doing yeah. you, then me. All right, whatever. Say yourself first, then me. Whatever. You're on camera. They all, they all know who we are, so <laughs> welcome back to the show. We uh, Thank you for listening to us this morning. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, TV's broken, uh, but you can listen to us on the radio at uh, 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, or 1400 AM. Um, if you're uh, out and about uh, this morning in the Charlotte area and you're tuning to the radio tune in to us and listen to us we're a lot more fun than the coronavirus crap that's going on um and uh you can also if you're at home and you're trying to find something to do uh, tune us on uh, facebook live uh, just go to the wsic facebook page and we are there live and uh in uh, living color I, I hope your phone is in color if it's not I, I i don't know what phone you would have this in black and white but whatever um or uh you can also uh see how quickly the show just derails um, uh, <laughs> or, or you can uh, listen to us on the web at wssefm.com. Uh, and our thanks to Christian Neckes for joining us this morning. Uh, if you miss the interview, it'll be up on social media um, and all the podcasting platforms later on today if you uh, want to catch it. And next week on the show, we have another truck driver in uh, Ben Rhodes who's going to join us. Uh, yes. So uh, we're excited to talk to him about that. That'll be fun. As well. hey, and in, in two weeks, we got uh, Justin Allgaier. By the way, if, if somebody wants to call in and talk with us, how do they do that? Yeah, I was getting to that. Uh, okay. If you want to call in and talk to us, the uh, you can get, give us a call the number is 704-873-1400 um call in and then let us know what uh, what you're most excited about in the return of nascar which by the way uh is may 17th we'll get to that in a second a little bit of i guess uh, breaking news i we just found out or i just found out that uh, kyle larson has been invited to participate at uh, in the world of outlaws race at uh, knoxville on friday night um, that's an actual race, not an I race. That's that's the first World of Outlaws race back uh, since the coronavirus pandemic began. One driver who will be in the field is Casey Kane. So um, a lot of exciting things happening with the World of Outlaws. But Kyle has been invited to participate by the World of Outlaws in the race on Friday night. He has completed his sensitivity training too. Oh, by the way, uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. It uh, should be a good be. step forward for him. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, it was last night we. On Lee Lab, we did most of the, our show talking to various promoters, mm-hmm. track promoters, about um, the feasibility of short tracks reopening and all of that, and what they would. And you know, it came to where we realized that Knoxville was an invitational, because of course you can't put 128. Right. You exactly. know. Um, and so then we wondered, well, how were they deciding who gets invited? You know, and all of that, and. Um, Kyle's name came up during a break and you know we weren't sure obviously the situation mm-hmm. he is involved or was scheduled to be involved in this bounty deal for the truck series mm-hmm. uh for GMS racing at one of the upcoming races I forgot which one he was going to run I think it was Atlanta Atlanta um which should be coming up in a few weeks I think yes um but we'll see um so again, weren't sure if he was gonna, with the you know with the situation being what it was, but happy to hear that he's uh, back in the uh, lineup for Knoxville because, in my honest opinion, I think um, at this point that needs to just it's like let's go forward here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's done his training. I'm sure by now he understands the situation and. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I'm happy to see that he's being allowed to do that, and I hope he goes and runs well. 
Yeah, I don't think he's done in cup either. Just my personal opinion. I don't. I don't think. It's just going to be a question of where. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you yeah. can, you know, you can name uh, a list of teams that you think he might join. That I, I, there's one in particular that I, I find interesting, but we'll see as, as time yeah. goes on. So NASCAR returns May 17th. We we know that now. We've been spending the last six seven weeks trying to figure out when we might get to go racing. It was made official uh, Thursday, I believe, of last week um, that, that we will return to racing. Darlington and Charlotte are going to be the two tracks we run at seven races in eleven days. So. Uh, when the 17th comes, be ready because we are going to yeah. hit the ground, <laughs> hit the ground running. Yeah. to be so much NASCAR coverage you won't know what to do with. Uh, we do know uh, based on the, the teleconference and, and some of the notes that, that have been uh, handed down to us in the media that three tracks will lose a date um, this year. We we know pretty much one of them is going to be Sonoma. It's a 99.999 percent well, chance, but we thought we knew. Oh really? Is there there there's well, more meets I know? There there are. Last night we had Kenny Shepard from Madeira Speedway on. Yes, he was which is California. By the way. Yes, California. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Madeira is getting set to reopen. Really? Yes. Along hmm. with a handful of other short tracks, it's a phased reopening. And uh, without, because I could take the rest of the show explaining the detail, you might want to just go listen to Lead Lap on your favorite right. podcast platform. Right, exactly. He was the last guest in our second hour, um, but he. He managed to somehow reclassify his um, sports and entertainment venue to be a recreational facility, the equivalent of a golf course. And so, of course, if you're going to open the golf courses and he got the counties around him. Now, he's in an area of California that's more rural. He's got mountains. And, and, you know, he he told us that if you get away from L.A. and San Francisco and some of the, you know, the biggest cities. Mm That California is really not that bad. Yeah, right. So, Makes sense. so the counties are starting to break away from the governor, and of course, the governor now is trying to find a way around that. Um, but it's it. There were a series of steps that that uh, Kenny worked through, um, not being devious, but simply using the system that's in place. Mm-hmm. And to, yeah, and he's starting to share that with other racetracks now. Hey, there you go. So it's I I th- I think we all assume because NASCAR is an event on the grand scale that that's not going to happen now. But maybe without fans, possibly again, Sonoma's in a place or not Sonoma, but um, uh, Madeira's in a place where he does the TV show on Mav TV. Mm-hmm. So he's not opening with fans right away. But he is expecting that he will have fans there later in the summer. That makes sense. So, you know, again, as long as the statistics don't go the wrong way. Right. You know, so, again, what you think you know at 11 o'clock this morning, (laughs) you know, at 24 hours from now, that's what happened last week. We all we read the tentative schedule. Right. Ten minutes later, the schedule came to, out. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't yeah, anything anywhere different. close. Uh, we, we do know that the, the official word on the three tracks will be made next week. Uh, Adam Stern had posted a tweet yesterday saying the NASCAR said they weren't going to release any more scheduling uh, this week, but next week they will release a few more of the dates going into June. So, right. Um, as well as the three tracks that have lost a date. What we do know, or at least what we again think we know is that based on what was heard in the teleconference it's going to be a road course an intermediate track and a short track yeah now which 
opened up a theory of yeah which questions. of the short tracks is nascar going to well because now now that the te- once and again <laughs> since it's ever ever changing ever fluid situation since this teleconference we have learned that virginia is going to start opening their their state back up a little yeah. earlier than they originally thought because it was gonna it was until june 10th right um, but now they're going to start their phase reopening next week so that opens the possibility of maybe Martinsville and Richmond being part of the scenario, you know, maybe in June or July. So I don't know if this situation, you know, during the teleconference was because they knew, okay, well, we're not going to get into Virginia until this. We're not going to get into California yeah. until this. Now that they've kind of opened this back up again, you know, d- does this, you know, do they, do these guys retake back what they said? And it's like, well, I mean, you know, maybe there's a possibility now. You know, well, I mean, I, from what I understand, the schedule, the rest of the schedule for the remainder of the year is finished and done. They just can't, they, they, they don't want to release it just in case they have to go back and go, okay, well, maybe we can't run this track now. Well, we I was going to say it's so. finished and done as of today, but we, it's again, we, we don't, we don't really know what's, things are evolving so quickly at this mm-hmm. point in a good way. Right. It seems for for the most part, um, you know, you've you've got uh, Virginia starting to open up. That was uh, because that gives you Martinsville and Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't see NASCAR now. Could I see them maybe taking one Richmond race away? Maybe mm-hmm. I can't see them eliminating any of the short tracks completely off the schedule unless because the only ones you've got uh, Martinsville, Bristol, Richmond and where else? Uh, right. That's right. it. I mean, a Unless lot of you people consider a mile is still a short track. right. And what I was going to say is, a lot of people are are considering like Loudon to be a a short track because it is a okay. little, you so, know, it's a little around a mile. Maybe it's like you know whatever it is. I and could so see Loudon losing a race. My my thought would be, you know, if we're going to lose three, three tracks, I, I would think that based on logistics New Hampshire is the furthest you know away to the north that we would that we would run conceivably, and they only have one date. So I kind of feel like it's pointless to go all the way up there for one race especially if you got to do it without fans exactly exactly yeah. and the same thing with sonoma if we're doing sonoma without fans why go all the way to the west coast right. we, we do go back to the west coast in the fall for las vegas but that's a playoff race so well, and you got phoenix over there and you got phoenix too which is the last race of the season so in order to do that you'd have to put sonoma in the playoffs so I think I, if I you mean, lose a short track, you lose Loudon if that's considered a short track. Right. Take Loudon off because you're you're running more at Charlotte, which is another SMI track anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, then your intermediate track, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, because again, still a lot of issues going on over there. Um, so you eliminate Chicago. I I don't know where uh, the road course. I assume would be Sonoma. Right. But I mean, again, Watkins Glen is the only other road course we run other yeah. than the Roval, and we're obviously not getting rid of the Roval. We're already going to run Charlotte well, in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. I mean, and Watkins Glen is, again, that Watkins Glen is at the mercy of uh, Governor Cuomo up there, mm-hmm. who doesn't seem to want to open anything, although he says maybe a phased reopening coming up, but then, you know, the so next Watkins thing Glen is, could be know, a possibility. I mean, and you know, who it, knows? Boy, you'd hate to lose that. That's a sellout. Yeah. And that's yeah. also and that's not been a sell- August. That's been one of the so. only races that's been a sellout every year for the yeah. last 13, 14 years. So, so hard, there's still a lot of things to deter- be determined here, and I would think that NASCAR probably has the schedule that as of today they think they can do, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of this is so fluid still that I would think that could change at any moment, and that's why they're waiting so long to announce it, I believe, is because they're, they're going to wait until next Monday or Tuesday to see what the latest is at that point with a lot of these tracks, and because as you get closer to the 15th of the month, and the tide continues to turn here in terms of the temperature of the citizens, 
you know, to get back to work, the more pressure sure. you put on these politicians, eventually they're going to have to pay attention yeah. one yeah. way or another. You're going to have way too many riot situations on your hands in yeah. your state if you don't. All right, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We have more on this uh, situation with NASCAR returning. We'll talk more about the numbers when we come back on the Inside Pass here on WSIC. We'll be right back. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Statesville turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Hey, radio family, it's Margaret Beveridge from the WSIC News Desk. Officers responded to calls regarding an armed robbery on Brookshire Road in Lenore on Sunday. The victim described the vehicle and told police they were armed at gunpoint. A short time later, officials identified a red Honda Civic and attempted to make a traffic stop at which point the vehicle fled. The car eventually ran off the roadway. The police report says the driver failed to obey the officer's commands and the officer fired shots killing the driver. This is the second deadly officer involved shooting in the last three weeks in Caldwell County. A suspect was shot and killed following a confrontation with officers last month. Sumter, South Carolina police say a woman has been arrested on charges that she licked her hands, coughed, and touched food items at a grocery store and several surfaces at a fast food restaurant. Stay tuned to WSIC throughout the day for more. I'm Margaret Beveridge from the News Desk. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Watch out for some scattered showers and storms this evening. Low tonight drops down to about 53. The rain will come to an end. And for tomorrow, it's going to be a dry but cooler day. Partly sunny and 65. Touch warmer Thursday, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 66. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Hello, this is Joe Bagnone, host of Local Biz Now. A few weeks ago, I had my first visit with Dave Bowles, owner of Bowles Hearing Care Services. For years, I had worked way too hard to try and compensate for my hearing problems. In less than 30 minutes with Dave, oh man, I wanted to kick myself for not solving this problem sooner. He identified quickly what my hearing problem was, and he fitted me for an aid the same day. I was surprised at how accurate his assessment was of my problem with one office visit. I couldn't believe how my conversations had been changed immediately. And television? Oh man, no longer is it a fight with my wife. I urge you to go see Dave Bowles or Deanna Howard. They are masters of their craft. Their offices are located in Hickory, Huntersville, and Mooresville. Go to BowlesHearing.com. BowlesHearing.com. I'm Pastor Chris Thompson, and I want to invite you to join me this Sunday at 10 a.m. for the River of Life broadcast on WSIC, where we open God's Word and discover how God's truth transforms our life. That's the River of Life broadcast on WSIC at 10 a.m. This is Justin Locke, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker, I got it right there. Thanks. Uh, back with you here <laughs> on this Tuesday morning, uh, talking about uh, NASCAR's return to uh, to racing on uh, May seventeenth. Um, we talked about some of the tracks who which could lose a date, thinking maybe Loudon, Sonoma was, but now we don't know. So we'll keep you posted on that as uh, as we find out for sure what three tracks aren't going to race this year. We're just um, speculating. We don't know exactly. <laughs> we we have no idea. We're basing this on off information that we got last week. So. 
Um, we do know that uh, the schedule will continue into June. What we think is going to happen or what we've heard is going to happen is, as Tom said before the break, the three tracks that they're talking about running in June are Atlanta, Martinsville, Bristol. Um, we don't know how many times we're going to run those those tracks right. uh, over the course of the of the month of June. Um, as we get into July and into August, you know, obviously Daytona and Homestead, you know, come to mind as tracks that we could possibly run um, in July. Um, you, you, NASCAR has to kind of be careful when they get into the to the summer months of July and August because any state in the South is going to be 100 degrees in the daytime. So I think those are all going to be night races. I would well, I would assume. But well, yeah, I, I mean, mean most of the races are anyway. Most of them are. There's, anyways, any, right. there's only one. Uh, I think uh, Darlington, the first one on Sunday, is an afternoon. Mm -hmm. But you're still doing a lot of nighttime starts. Oh, right. Here, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, some of the other things that we do know, as we mentioned with with Christian earlier, there's going to be no practice, no qualifying uh, except for the 600. So they're going to unload race and go home uh, so it'll be a span of literally the, the tv time frame of the, of the race uh, we we have no idea how they're going to line things up yet um, we've heard owner points we've heard driver points we've heard you know draw with inverts we've heard all different kinds of things we, we don't know uh, uh how that's going to work yet uh the playoffs as of right now are remaining intact so the 10 race playoff uh, chase is going to remain as it is right now uh depending upon what tracks decide to bail out of that too um and victory lane is going to be held on the start finish line as opposed to being in victory lane because it's close confines and there's too many people in one spot and things like that so they're just going to do a, a short little victory right. lane uh, type thing for as far as safety goes what we do know about that um everyone that enters the race track will be required to wear some sort of mask of some kind some sort of face covering um they also have to fill out a contact sheet for every single person that they come in contact with from the time they get to the gate to the time they walk back to the gate Good at the end that. of the race, they have to write down every single person that they talk to, meet, touch, whatever, uh, during the course of that time frame. No touching. Uh, exactly. Uh, wellness checks uh, Wellness checks will also be done before and after the race. Somewhere I read they're going to do it during the race. Don't know how that would work unless you do it during a pit stop, but, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, drivers are going to be given a waiver should they get sick, uh, which means that if if – something were to happen where a driver would end up contracting COVID-19, they would get a waiver to be able to make it into the playoffs having lost. You obviously would lose two day, two races right off the bat because you'd have to be in quarantine for 14 days. Right. Uh, so they would be given waivers to be able to make it into the playoff when they get back racing again. Um, they will also have uh, each team is required to have a backup driver on standby in case of uh, somebody getting sick. I think at this point, you know, your Xfinity drivers will probably be the first people that would be called up. But, you know, I'm sure they have their own little Well, it's interesting because when you think about it, the one big fear that everybody has or the one big sort of vision that everybody has is if, if, if you know, a person on Team A contracts the virus, mm -hmm. we have to shut down the entire garage. I don't see why that's the case. You you get that person away, quarantine them. You're testing everybody anyway. Bring in the next guy up from your, you know, everybody has extra pit people or they should. Mm -hmm. At least most of the bigger teams do. Um, and, and carry on. And the same with the driver. If, if, if a driver gets sick, then gets the virus, then you've got to have another driver on standby. It's... You've got to have these provisions going in, but I think we've we figured out by now that for most people, this virus is not um, the deadly, you know, horrible thing that we thought it was for most people. Mm -hmm. The good news for most of the racing, the NASCAR community, is most of the the, the drivers and even the crews. Because of the job they do being a very physically demanding job, they keep themselves in great physical shape. Most of them eat 
eat well, right. you know, and and so I would think that again with we've got hydroxychloroquine out there, we got this remdesivir or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, there are ways to treat it to minimize the time that you're sick. I would think we're in a better environment at this point to go do this. And if you take the precautions up front, then you can just eliminate the person out who's contagious, make right. sure nobody else has it and go. You have that contacting you know. log too, so you'll know who they made contact with you know, right. while they were there. So um, we also know that the spotters are going to be up on the grandstands as opposed to up on the spotter stand at, at yep. some tracks where you have to be in close quarters. Uh, obviously like Daytona and places like that, they'd be up on the roof again. But um, Darlington and places like that, they're going to be up on the grandstands because yeah. there's no fans in the stands. Anyway, um, obviously this is huge for the sport because this, NASCAR is going to be the first official sport to return to action. Um, so it's going to be basically all eyes on NASCAR, not only from a rating standpoint, from a fan's perspective, because a lot of fans are wanting wanting sports back. Uh, NASCAR is going to be the f- first, yeah. first sport to do that. But you've got other entities in sports looking at what NASCAR is doing. If this is going to work for NASCAR, then I, I think you'll see a firestorm of other sports getting going again. But it's going to take a couple of weeks for them to uh, other commissioners of sports to go, okay, it, did it work? Uh, did, were you guys able right. to put on a show, right. not get anybody sick? You know, how were the ratings looking? You know, uh, what was the action like? That kind of thing. If it doesn't work, then I, I don't know, you know, where we go from here. I, I mean, if something, you know, God forbid, something, you know, serious happens and, you know, everybody gets sick or something, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. But if we have a situation where, you know, COVID takes out two or three drivers at once, you know, and it doesn't work, I, I'm sure the government at that point will step in and go, okay, this was not, this was not a good idea and, and have to cancel it all over again. Yeah. God forbid that doesn't happen. But... Um, it's kind of a bur- best case, worst case scenario for them, and hopefully it works out for them because I think this is the what gets the ball rolling for the rest of the sports world. Well, this is why I, I kind of look at this whole thing from a very broad brush here mm-hmm. and say the thing that in general that we all, I, I say we all, those who are in, in power in charge of things, the, our leaders need to be looking at is we need to get these treatment drugs out there. We need to make them widely available Mm -hmm. because at this point, if somebody gets it, take them out, quarantine them, treat them and get them back in the game kind of thing. In other words, I think the key to all of this, because you can't keep the world shut down forever. And if, as we're being told by some of the experts, um, if this virus is going to be around for a long period of time, you just can't stop, you know, the world can't fall apart because of it. So the treatment aspect has to be um, a priority, I would think. And, you know, the, the you can talk about vaccines, but, you know, I guess you evaluate them when you have them. But right now we have at least a couple of drugs that we know have been very effective And, you know, one of the two of them is a very old sort of inexpensive drug. And the other one is a drug made by a major big pharma company. And I'm not going to go any farther down that road than just to lay that out there. But it's on another show. Tune in for that show. Regardless of which one or both. And I would think responsibly we ought to be putting them both out there, you know, in as large a quantity as we can make them as fast as we can make them. Get them out there. Make them available to people and hospitals and doctors and whatever. And let's get aggressive about treating this stuff so that we can start to, mm-hmm. you know, and then getting the virus doesn't become such a big deal. Right, exactly. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that feels like, you know, we're all adults here. We all know what the responsibility right. is as a citizen of the United States to go out in public and keep other people safe. So why are we punishing everybody right. for, you know, I mean, it, it's it, 
open let's open things back up even if we do it slowly that's fine right we we all know what we need to do we wash our hands wear a face mask whatever we need to do to keep ourselves safe and, and keep other people safe then you know I, I don't see what the problem is but yeah I, that's why i work here yeah, uh, so exactly. uh, other other series are are also planning their returns nascar is not the only series that announced plans to return we mentioned the world of outlaws uh, coming back friday night at knoxville no fans in the stands invitational race only but that's the first dirt major dirt uh from a nationwide perspective that's right, going national. to be able to get yeah. going again. Yep. Um, the IndyCar series, uh, as of right now, still planning a June 6th return at Texas Motor Speedway. The F1 series announced their plan to start back up on uh, July 4th weekend, actually July 5th at Austria. Um, their schedule is kind of unique because they're basically going to do like a continent a month kind of thing, yeah. uh, basically, for the remainder of their season. Um, and the most interesting thing to note is the NHRA. They decided yesterday that they were going to wait until August I'm glad to you come brought back. That up. Because they don't want to race without fans in the stands because they feel like their sport is so fan-driven, they can't run without fans in the stands. Well, and this is interesting. The NHRA uh, situation is interesting. I was forwarded a copy and uh i'm waiting for my computer to pull it up now uh forwarded a copy of their tentative yes. sort of it, reboot it had 18 for it's 18 races but two of them have already been done because they did two races before the quarantine shutdown so well yes um so we've got 16 but here's the key when you look at the schedule um august 1st and 2nd august 8th and 9th 15 16 22nd 23rd 29th 30th basically they're they don't get a week off um until uh actually they don't get a week off until after the season ends in november and <laughs> so they're, so they're running the august 1st through november 14th and it's straight through every weekend that is not normal for nhra and the feedback i've gotten from the, the couple of folks i've talked to that that are involved with teams mm -hmm. is that there there are a number of teams that will not be able to do that schedule that full schedule so uh, you know, this is a real tricky. The NHRA is in a in a bit of an interesting position because they were at a point where they were starting to see a bit of a decline. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why, uh, but they were starting to see a bit of a decline in, in, in the attendance. And so, you know, now you try this aggressive, let's get all our races in and run every week kind of schedule. And there are a couple of teams that have told me that, that, that it's not going to happen for all of the the teams um and so i you know i was told it was tentative for that reason they're still trying to figure out what the teams can do mm -hmm. but this is it's going to bear watching and i i really am pulling for the nhra to come out of this very strong because i don't see how you could not enjoy it it's to me it's the best fan experience in all of motorsports right now and i really hope that uh, the nhra uh, is able to to find a way to do this. I, you know, but it just seems overly ambitious. Right, exactly. That's teams. a lot of races in a short amount of yeah. time. But that's what NASCAR is about to do. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we want to thank Christian Eckes for joining us uh, today on the StratMasters.com hotline. We wish them uh, the best of luck as the Truck Series gets going again in about three weeks or so. They've got to run to wait till we get to Charlotte uh, for that. Next week on the show, we've got uh, Ben Rhodes, uh, also from the ThorSport Motorsports team. He'll join us as well. And Thursday on uh, Madness, we're going to continue our draft uh, that we decided last week on the show with Nick the group from motorsport.com so we're really excited about that as well so for tom baker i'm randy miller see you thursday on motorsports madness have a good week be safe we'll see you next week news talk for southern iredell this is 105.9 fm 100.7 fm and 1400 am wsic statesville